From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today is our week in review, and I'm looking forward to it. That's coming up on the Decrypt Daily. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Friday, September 23rd, 2022. I got an email this morning from a listener, and it was in reply to Robinhood listing USDC. And I was sitting there like, okay, what's the point of that? Because... I know why we have it for crypto and on centralized exchanges. Why do we need it for Robinhood? Bring up a really good point here. Dwipto says, Good morning. I think the nuance you might be looking for in the Robinhood listing stablecoins is a foreign market where users want easy access to swap their local currencies for USD. It may seem bad to us, but the dollar still is seen and is thought of as the best bet for long-term currency hodling. A lot of countries regulate how much USD citizens can purchase. So there are black markets where you could trade your lira for dollar or whatever currency that is experiencing hyperinflation. So crypto exchanges have seen huge spikes of purchases of US stablecoins. Robinhood sees this and wants to capitalize on it. Just a quick Google search of stablecoin use in foreign markets or something will give you a plenty of articles and statistics surrounding the move from unstable fiat to other currencies such as USDC, USDT, and other things so they could hold USD. And that's from Dwipto. And we did do an article on that about uh, maybe three or four weeks ago about how many people are switching their local currencies into stablecoins because of hyperinflation. Even though we're experiencing 8.3% inflation here in the United States, which is uh, very bad for us, for other countries, it's actually acceptable. It's tolerable. 20, 25, 30% inflation, even higher. So they want to hold U.S. dollars in some way, shape, or form. And then those countries are really upset that they're selling their local currencies for U.S. stablecoins or U.S. dollars, and they're cutting off exchanges that offer that. Anyway, that is a very good point, and I can see why they're going to do that. If this is the case, then that's a very good business model right now. Now let's get into those crypto prices. And the time is 10.05 a.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $18,670, down 1.2% in 24, 4.3% in 7. Ethereum is at $1,288. It says it's up in 24, but I don't believe that. It's down 12% in 7. Tether's number 3, USDC is number 4, and Binance is at 269, up 0.8% in 24, down 1.1 in 7. Running off the top 10, we have XRP, which is absolutely going crazy. It's at 47.8 cents, up almost 50% in 7. BUSD is number 7, Cardano is number 8, Solana is number 9, and Dogecoin is number 10. The whole crypto market cap is pretty much even from yesterday at $921.8 billion. We have a BTC dominance of 39% and an F dominance of 17.1. 
So to review our week, we're starting on Monday where Sam Bankman-Fried said in an interview on CNBC's Squawk Box that they have around $1 billion to deploy on acquisitions and bailouts. As you guys know, the exchange has been a key player in acquiring crypto projects that were at risk of going under during this market downturn. Also, we saw on Monday South Korean prosecutors requesting that Interpol issue a red notice against Do Kwan and revoke his passport. As you know, Do Kwan is the founder of Terra and the Terra ecosystem. Interpol notices are issued for fugitives wanted either for prosecution or to serve a sentence. Kwan has yet to appear on the Interpol red notice site. However, Do Kwan tweeted and says, I'm not on the run or anything. For any government agency that has shown interest to communicate, we are in full cooperation. We don't have anything to hide. However, it must be noted that Do Kwan's current location is a mystery. FW or F proof of work seems dead on arrival. Of course, time will play out. You never know how everything will go. It's sitting at $6.10 today from an all-time high of $143, around $60 the week up to the merge, Ethereum merge, and now it's sitting at $6.10. After the Ethereum merge, Dogecoin became the second largest proof of work coin after Bitcoin by market cap. Every day, miners extract roughly around 14.4 million Doge, according to crypto tracking platform Currency.com. And that's adding to the 132.6 billion supply. And unlike Bitcoin, if you guys don't know, Dogecoin does not have a cap. So there's infinite amount of coins. They should really, really put a cap on it. By the way, Dogecoin right now is around 5.7 cents. And finally, on Monday, we heard that ApeCoin is going to give its launch contributors around 25 million Ape tokens, which was worth around $115 million when we reported this on Monday. I think it's a little bit up today. Even though ApeCoin is down around uh, double digits on the day, it's sitting at $5.64, it's up in seven. So it's kind of weird to see where it's happening. I don't know if I might have been wrong. (laughs) Maybe ApeCoin is not going to dump on the market, or maybe it's just still too early. Moving on to Tuesday, WazirX, the Indian crypto exchange, as well as an exchange that's very debated on who owns it. We have no clue. Well, they stopped deposits of USDC, USDP, TUSD, and will now only be using BUSD as their stablecoin. If you're holding any of those stablecoins, not BUSD, you will have a conversion into BUSD at a one-to-one ratio. The exchange detailed that it will freeze withdrawals of USDC, USDP, and TUSD after 5 p.m. IST on way today september 23rd following delisting spot market pairs for all of these stable coins on september 26 on tuesday the sec claimed that it had the right to sue ian bellina who was a person who made an ico and got some money from that and also showed other coins back in like the last bowl not only because of his case concerns transactions made in the united states but they also said because essentially the entire ethereum network falls under the u.s government's purview the SEC appears to be suggesting that because more Ethereum's validating nodes are currently operating in the United States than any other country, all Ethereum transactions globally should be considered of American origin. Currently, 45.85% of all Ethereum nodes operate from the United States. Second is Germany with 19%. So basically, in essence, the SEC is saying, hey, Ethereum is made in the USA and it is American, so therefore we can regulate the hell out of it if we want to. And finally, on Tuesday, we heard that the U.S. Treasury Department invited people of the public to comment how digital assets are being used in crime and what the government can do about it. There's a list of 23 questions touching on a number of topics. I suggest everybody 
who has some kind of investment in crypto or likes the space or Web3 or just, you know, wants to give their opinions to read those questions and fill them out and give some feedback. On Wednesday, it was kind of a slow news day, but we had some important news. We had five speakers at a hearing for the U.S. House Committee on Financial Services, and they voted in favor for the U.S. developing some kind of national stablecoin or CBDC or central bank digital currency, citing competition from China's progress on digital currency. The U.S. House Subcommittee on National Security, International Development and Monetary Policy hosted the hearing entitled, which is a horrible title, Under the Radar, Alternative Payment Systems and the National Security Impacts of Their Growth. The panel is not voting to say that the U.S. is going to make a CBDC, just says their position in the matter. And again, this is something that every U.S. resident, citizen, should be paying attention to. Yesterday, Thursday, the Fed announced that it's going to hike interest rates by 75 basis points. And we saw what happened to the market. Doom, doom, doom. You know what? We're going to be used to this. I, again, I can't tell you as much that we're going to see a lot more down. Q1, Q2 is going to be more down. Jerome Powell already said that they're going to be raising rates again, probably. So just buckle up. But I will say that I do not think rates are going to stay high for long. Once they fix this inflation thing and inflation starts to you know, even out or go down a little bit and go down to like a number that they find acceptable, I'm thinking it's anywhere around between 4 and 5.5%. You're going to see those rates start to come down. And then the money printer go burr, which means... The market go up. And finally, on Thursday, we heard that the founder and CEO of Kraken, Jesse Powell, stepped down as CEO. The new CEO was the old chief operating officer, Dave Ripley. Jesse Powell, he wants to spend more time on the company's products, user experience, and the broader crypto industry and advocacy in regulation and governments and so on and so forth. And moving to today, the economic crime and corporate treasury bill was introduced by the United Kingdom's parliament yesterday to extend police powers over cryptocurrencies in order to counteract cybercrime, money laundering, and foreign kleptocrats. And if you don't know what a kleptocrat is, it is a ruler who uses political power to steal his or hers country's resources. While not specifically targeting crypto, the bill would make it easier and quicker for law enforcement agencies like the National Crime Agency to seize, freeze, and recover crypto assets. And this is through a strengthened and modernized Proceeds of Crime Act. This is an act that was passed in 2002 to counter money laundering. The five-day Cardano-Vasil hard fork process begins today with the Cardano Foundation saying that it will improve network performance. Cardano co-founder Charles Hoskinson has described it as the hardest update the developers have done since the project launched in 2017. So what does Vasil do? Well, it will enhance Cardano's smart contract capabilities through Plutus V2, which adds greater efficiency to the already powerful smart contract platform. Ultimately, it will reduce script execution costs and transaction size, plus improve throughput. If you were alive in the 80s and 90s and you were a kid and you were playing with toys, you probably remember the starting lineup toy lineup. It's a sports toy action figure lineup. And Hasbro, the owner and the creator of the starting lineup sports toy lineup, well, they're going to reboot it. And it's going to include now NFT trading cards. Woo. The line will be launched with NBA stars like LeBron James and Steph Curry. And finally, Binance announced today the formation of a new global advisory board. 
a strategic council of experts that will advise the world's largest cryptocurrency exchange on regulatory, political, and social issues faced by the industry. This is going to be chaired by U.S. Senator and former Ambassador to China, Max Baucus. The board also comprises of experts in public policy, government, finance, economics, and corporate governance, including former campaign manager and senior advisor to Barack Obama, David Pluff. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, leave us a comment. Go to Spotify, click those five stars, or wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure you're leaving a comment, click those five stars. The higher you rate, the more people listen. And I want to say thank you very much for listening. Always in down markets, always in bear markets, people start turning off. You know, we've been pretty consistent over the last six months. We did have a downturn after the, I would say, in Q1, going into Q2. But people have been listening right now. You guys have always stuck with us, this show, and the crypto space. And that just shows that when we go into another bull, you're going to be very prepared. Don't turn this off because once the bull happens, you don't want to try to play catch up. So thank you for listening. Please share the word about this podcast. Oh, and I have one more request. One more ask. Does anybody that's listening have very good experience running Facebook ads? If you do, email me, matthewearn at decrypt.co. If you know how to run Facebook ads effectively, let me know. And until Monday, happy hodling, everyone.